Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Good morning, Ivy. Thank you so much for the privilege of asking me to speak. I'd like to share with you the day God taught me something more about prayer. I have a dear friend who has suffered all sorts of issues while she was growing up. She was abused. She was bullied. uh, She had so many things happen. She was part of our home group. I have got her permission to share this in case you're wondering. She got breast cancer at the age of about 45. I was heartbroken because it was me that she called first to examine her. And being a GP, I knew the prognosis at that age and the treatment options or not. And in my opinion, the prognosis was very poor. I was so upset with God. Why had this happened? It felt so unfair. And why couldn't he have given me that instead of her? Hadn't she borne enough pain as it is? A couple of things occurred. I felt God say, Gina, do you honestly think I love her any less than I love you? Each one has their own journey, and each journey is for a purpose. In my friend's journey, our home group became real community. Some cooked, others took washing home. We all met and ate together, and every now and then, we laughed and cried a lot. We watched with awe as she walked through this, and we saw her faith in God grow. She became the comforter and encourager. We learned so much as a group. This was 15 years ago. I'm glad to say that she's still alive with no recurrence. And as a group, we learned what fellowship in love really looked like. We are still close today. I also know of a friend whose mom found lumps in her breast and she was referred to the surgeons as cancer. She had a whole pile of people praying all over the world. And by the time she was seen for the operation, the lumps had disappeared. As part of the group of people praying for her, I was so amazed. I have another close friend who also had breast cancer at a young age. She was operated on. She didn't have any recurrence for about 10 years. Then she has got some recurrence now and the cancer has spread, but she is still alive. All these women with breast cancer, all with outcomes that are very different. And despite everything they walked through, They are amazing faith lifters. It is indeed true in Romans. We know in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. My question though, was why does God act so differently? Why does life seem so unfair? It goes back to those questions that God asked me. Do you think I have favorites? He asked me. I wonder what you think, the whys, the why nots, and where are you when I need you? Those, ah, God prayers. Am I the only one who goes through those feelings or prays those prayers? The God, are you even listening to me? Do you care? In my journey of searching, this is what I share today. It's my understanding of intercessory prayer. To intercede according to the dictionary is an act of intervening on the behalf of another, like a lawyer defending a client may do, or what the Bible says that Christ is doing right now for you and me at the right hand of God, presenting our case. It involves delegation and it carries authority. 
Jesus himself prayed for us in John 17. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. And Paul in Ephesians 3 verse 14 says, For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I'm beginning to see that it's all about God and how much he loves us and how he wants us to be conduits for his blessing to others. Our heart to pray for others and ourselves in earnest will be born out of how much we understand how God loves us and how much he loves people. The Bible says Jesus died for us while we were yet sinners. But why pray if what God has determined is going to happen anyway? Do we get disheartened? Do we get discouraged? Do we get frustrated or numb? Do we ask, is God, going to, is God going to answer? Why pray your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Why pray desperately with passion, even when it seems impossible and ends up not happening? How do we keep praying when the next big thing strikes? I have to come, come to believe in my life experience that while it seems God answers some prayers, and not others, prayer always changes us. Prayer makes me seek his presence, makes me search his word to understand him more. And the more I wrestle with him, the more I get to know him. Yes, God does want us to be his mediators on earth. His hands, his feet, his body, literally. Dutch Sheets in his book on intercessory prayer says intercession is an extension of the ministry of Jesus through his body, the church, whereby we mediate between God and humanity for the purpose of reconciling the world to him or between Satan and humanity for the purpose of enforcing the victory of Calvary. When we pray in Jesus' name, we are reminding ourselves and principalities and powers about the whole force of what happened on the cross, remembering that the power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us and declaring it. Jesus has done it all. We deliver it. What a privilege. What a responsibility. Prayer or intercession stems from love. God uses us to distribute what Jesus did on the cross for all humanity. His healing power, his love, his comfort. I can tell you one thing. I pray more fervently for my kids than I've prayed for anyone else. Why? Because I love them. I would die for them. I'm learning the more I love someone, the more I want the best for them. I'm also seeing the more I choose to pray, the more I see miracles and the more my faith rises to pray even more. So how and where do we start? I just talked to him as if he was sat next to me. It's a conversation. The Bible says the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. 
There is no right way of praying. Pray as you can, not as you can't. Earnestly pray. When I desperately care about what I'm praying for, I pray earnestly. We pray his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven when we love desperately. That's when we pray with passion and compassion. That's when we pray with desperation and shaky faith. That's when we won't stop praying no matter what happens. That's when we scream sometimes at heaven and say, it's not done till it's done. Tyler Statton says, intercession is a willing and intentional choice to turn from the endless spiral into the self, my desires, my needs, my circumstances, to the desires and needs and circumstances of another. To utter even a syllable of intercessory prayer is a profound act of love. Here's the best part of the whole story, the bit that really blows my mind. And again, it's Tyler Statton. God doesn't need intercessors managing his creation. He's not overwhelmed by all the responsibility of overseeing the world. He's all-knowing, all-powerful, and completely outside time. He's got this. He doesn't need intercessors. God chooses intercessors. We dream of a God who brings heaven to earth. God dreams of praying people to share heaven with. We serve a mighty God, a God who is abundantly able to do more than anything we can think or imagine. Do we really believe that? We start by understanding how much he loves us, by recognizing what happened on that cross over 2,000 years ago. And then when we learn to love others the way Christ has loved us, prayer comes naturally. You can't stop yourself from praying for them. The first and second commandment and what Jesus says, all the law is encompassed in. You shall love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul and strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. If your brother or sister in your family is struggling and too scared or too hurt or whatever, and the parents don't know about it, but you know that they need to know what the problem is, you talk to them. Prayer is exactly the same. But prayer is much more than just asking. In Matthew 7, 7, Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. I'd always wondered about the order and beginning to realize there's a purpose in that. Asking, that is the first stage of prayer. In John 14, verse 12 to 14, and Jesus says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the son may bring glory to the father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Isaiah 56, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he's near. And then in Psalm 27, 8, When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, Lord, I will seek. God wants us to seek him for him. Seeking God's face is desiring his presence more than anything he can give us. And the last bit is about knocking. Jesus says in Revelation, here I am, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person, and they with me. More than anything, I believe God wants you, your love, your company. He died so that you may enter into relationship with him. Do you want to spend your entire life in this world and in the next, seated in heavenly places with him, 
eating with him in peace? Do you want the pleasure of sitting there with people you have prayed for or prayed into the kingdom, knowing you had something to do with that? Imagine that for a minute. Do you want to be part of God's plan? As Dutch Sheet says in his book, Intercessory Prayer, for supernatural, ordinary people like you and me to wholeheartedly believe in the victory of Calvary, to be convinced that it was complete and final, and to rise up in our roles as sent ones, ambassador, authorized representatives of the victor. Our challenge is not so much to liberate as to believe in the liberator, to heal as to believe in the healer. Let us become church, the supernatural church that Anthony speaks about. Let us be God's hands, feet, and voice on the earth. Let us start by praying supernaturally. So to summarize, prayer changes things. It connects us with God. It connects God with people. It is not meant only for a few people, the intercessors. God has no favorites. He does not choose to listen to only a few people. In praying or interceding, we all of us become his body, doing great exploits on his behalf, bringing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Daniel 11:31. people who know their God will do great exploits. One does not need special words, posture, or qualifications. You became a warrior the day you gave your life to Christ. You are his. You belong to the kingdom of light. So in the words of the famous ad, just do it. I'm not promising life will be easy, but you will never be alone. And I promise you, you will never be bored. Life will be exciting because you will sit with Christ in heavenly places, looking out for the next thing he wants you to pray about and wait with bated breath to see him act. Come on, church. Let's be the people God wants us to be. His hands, his feet, his body. Let us learn to love God and to love people more. Let us learn to pray more, to represent people to God the Father on behalf and in the name of Christ, the Son of God. Do battle on his behalf. Complete the work he accomplished by exercising our authority in his name. To close, I'd like to share a picture. It's a picture of me looking at Jesus with his arms wide open, saying, come on, what are you waiting for? But I'm hesitant and I'm scared, but I run and I'm home. He's beckoning to you right now and calling you by name. Becky, Tim, Rotimi, Ollie, whatever your name is, come on, what are you waiting for? This is our destiny, mine and yours, held in the arms of the one who holds the universe and reaching out to others, encouraging them to jump into his arms too. Blessed to be a blessing. Let us pray. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity. Lord, if anybody takes anything away from this, may they take away the knowledge that you absolutely adore them. Amen. <music>